A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. You live in the dream today? Of course I am. It yeah. is Saturday. It's Saturday. Uh-huh. And it's officially fall. And that makes you happy? Well, yes. That means sweaters and hot chocolate and pumpkin spice things. So, yeah, you like yes. that little two-week window when <laughs> Michigan gives us a beautiful fall? Uh-huh. As long as it doesn't rain. You know what I think is funny? What? Well, a little bit sad. Huh. Well, I shouldn't even bring it up. Okay. But about three weeks ago, in the beginning of September, yeah, we said, hey, September, great time for exterior painting because it's dry uh-huh. and the weather's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy. Do we even know what we're talking about? I don't Not this year. Well, when it, it comes hot. to weather, no. And it rained like crazy. Yeah. So hopefully nobody heeded our advice. <laughs> if you did. Or you just probably... waited. We always put the caveat in there. Wait for a good day. Oh, yeah. That's so, just the. That's the get a. Take care of our. It's the get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not the September that we were anticipating. Yeah. Oh, but well, maybe October is going to be just utterly brilliant. We'll see. Yeah. Well, speaking of brilliant, uh-huh. what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today, well, again, speaking of brilliant, we're going to talk about smart thermostats. And they ah. may be brilliant, but I'm guessing that's only if you actually know how to use them. So right. Brad Krause, the president of Service Professor, is stopping by to walk us through them to see if we really want one or not. See and, if they're brilliant. Right. And we'll also be in the studio with Jerry Van Lopik, Repco Light's own mm-hmm. Jerry. Jer Bear, as some people yeah. have heard She's us She's worked her. with us for ages. She's <laughs> been in the company for over 33 years, yep. 32 years. Yes. And she's got stories upon stories upon stories. Yes, she does. So we're going to sit down and just talk with Jerry. Yeah. We want to share her with all of you. Exactly. But right now, let's go back to something we talked about last week or hinted at. Mm-hmm. Rakes. Yard rakes. Right. We had told you that it's time to go out and get one last week. And then we said, you know what? Why don't we dig into it a little bit and give you some recommendations about the right one to get. Right. So what we did is we basically got our hands on locally available rakes. So yes. the neighbor's garage <laughs> and the guy next to the neighbor. Uh-huh. Speak for yourself. is my neighbor as well because everybody, Betsy, is, is our neighbor. neighbor. Right. Okay. Right? Sounds like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> no, we went to the store and bought them. But we didn't we go did. online and find all kinds of different things. We wanted what's basically available and what most people are going to be looking at when we're getting ready to make a purchase. Well, yeah, because if you buy it online, you have to wait for it to come. And quite often, we don't think about it until the day we're doing right. it, if you're like Most me. of us aren't going to buy rakes online. We're going to run no. to the store. So we wanted to look at what's available And try to make some recommendations. And we think we can give you a good recommendation as to the way to go. Yeah. But before we tell you what we think that is, let's talk about some of the key things you should consider when you're making the initial purchase or when you're shopping. Because, yes, there are things you should consider even when it comes to buying something as simple as a rake. Right. And one of the first things is the width. Right. Because there are all kinds of different options out there. There are Mm -hmm. great, great big ones. There are little tiny ones that you'd use maybe for a garden bed or something like right, that. Right, right. We even saw a couple that 
would fan out. You you could adjust them, I guess. Yeah, I should you say. could make it really, really skinny to get into small spots, or you could get it really, really wide. I mean, mm-hmm. if just by a little lever. Right. There's all these different options. And I think the tendency when we go to the store, at least mm. for me, yeah. and yeah, I think the just the general tendency mm-hmm. is the bigger the better. You know, yeah. I want this over mm-hmm. as fast as possible. So right. we tend to default towards the great big ones. You yeah, know, because some it'll them... get the job done so much faster. I won't be out there for three days. I'll only be out there for right. a few hours. Right. Some of them have a three foot yeah. fan. It's and so crazy. I'm going to fly over the yard. That is not what we found to be the case. No. We didn't like using the big ones at all. No. They're so much heavier and they're just kind of unwieldy. If you want to work out, mm-hmm. if you want to end raking your yard with... A six pack. <laughs> right. I mean, like on your chest. <laughs> yes. I'm not suggesting how uh-huh. you, you know, you end right. your work day however you want right. to. But if you want to end completely mm-hmm. buff right. and sweating like crazy, well, then get a big one. Right. But we found what works best is something that's a normal size. Mm-hmm. 24 inch really did the job. Now, admittedly, uh-huh. we are littler people than <laughs> the average. No. Yes, we are. Well, maybe I think if you we would are. Google the average, well, you're shorter than me. Yes, but I'm a woman. So that all of a sudden makes you bigger? Well, taller, I'm closer taller. to average. Really? Is yes, that so? Are yes. you just saying that? No. That's the, the truth. average height for men is different than the average height for women. So you can be shorter than me, but still more average. Yes. And I can still be taller than you and below average. Yes. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Okay, can yeah. I move on now? I, yeah, I'm below average. I don't really know what to say. You are stunned in the silence over there. I can see it. Um, the next thing to consider is the tines, the material that it's made out of. Were and... we done with the other topic? Yes, I think so. We talked about the width. Yeah, get a normal size. Yeah, get a Even normal size. Even if you got great big, Easy huge, peasy. gigantic man hands, <laughs> you're going to fly over that yard with a normal size drake. Right. So the tines. Consider yes. the material that they're made out of and also consider the configuration because you've got metal tines, bamboo tines, and then obviously the plastic kind, which is what is widely available now. Well, and a lot of us default that way. Ooh, the plastic, they're the great big ones. We do because they and, have ooh, all these modern. Well, they have all these cool things, you know, ooh, the anti clogging. We yeah. hated all of those, didn't we? I have used two of them now and I actually bought one a while back and hated it and it sits in my garage. Yep. I took the neighbor's metal one and I replaced it with <laughs> with no. your plastic I did not do that one. but I hated the yeah. anti-clog for yep. a number of reasons first off they snagged everything yep. not in a good way mm-hmm. you know yeah. it Rips felt like grass I'm out. pulling against the grass I feel yeah. like it's an anchor mm-hmm. it's huge and unwieldy yeah. as you said yeah not fun to use by the time no. I'm done I was even more exhausted than I anticipated. And I don't think it did a very good job. It left leaves behind. Because then we would switch to the metal one, just your old-fashioned standard metal. It zipped right through the longer grass. Right. It took the littler stuff. It pulled more dead grass out. Mm -hmm. It just did a flat-out better job. Yeah. So, again, here's the second star in favor of just a standard metal rake. Right. The third thing that you want to consider would be the handle, mm-hmm. and the thing we liked there was uh, like a fiberglass. Yeah, for you... a couple of reasons, the wood ones were super heavy compared yes, to the fiberglass handles, yep. and they were a little rough. And yeah. I have delicate skin. Right. The other thing you can consider is an aluminum handle if it's available, but you don't see a whole lot of them. So fiberglass and the metal tines standard width is what we would recommend. It'll get 
the job done. Right. And go to the store and heft them up. Yep. Check the weight out. That's right. a big deal. When you're doing all that work, you're going to want something that you can zip around with, but that's still sturdy enough. Right. Metal rake's the way to go. That's mm-hmm. our recommendation. If you it have is. a different idea, that's perfectly fine. It's America. <laughs> that's how it works. What's right. next? Uh, coming up after the break, we are in the studio with Repcolite's very own Jerry Van Lopik, and she's going to dish the dirt. I'm guessing on Mr. Hansen over there. Might be. That's after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are in the studio uh-huh. with a friend of ours. Yes. Right? I was waiting for you to say a living legend. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, but I, I just don't want to. I was going to save that for later, actually. Oh. You kind of stole my thunder. I'm we are sorry. in the studio with living legend. That was my idea, not Betsy's. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jerry Van Lopek. Jerry, thanks for being here. Thank you. Now, Jerry, when I say is a living legend, mm-hmm. she's a living legend amongst Repcolite people, right? Yeah. And, right. And all our customers and stuff. You mm-hmm. have been in the company for as long as I can remember. I've been here for 23 years or so. Yeah, I think so. I think we yep. did the math on that. Yep. Jerry, you were well and established here when I started. <laughs> right. Do you know how long you've been here? I believe 33 years. 33 years. Mm-hmm. It's 32 in May. Closing okay. past May. 33. Right. So now we're we're on that uh-huh. end of things. So 32, 33 years. If working. I make it. <laughs> oh, come on. Jerry, you've made it this long. I know, I, but. I feel like you're just going to go forever. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to bury all of us, Jerry. <laughs> no, no, I no, don't want to do that. Well, Jerry's, I mean, you've seen a ton of people pass through here. And as some people are like Jerry are, we'll call them lifers, like they're just here to stay. And then some people, you know, start here and then they have a family or whatever and move on. So you've seen a lot of people come and go. But have you been here through all three of the Repclite presidents? I have. That you were not here crazy. in 1946 when it was founded, but you did work under Ben Altina, one of the founders, right? Yes, I did. And with Don Plosman. Yes. Now, we should explain quickly who Don was. Don is the father of Bob Plosman, who was the manager of the 17th Street store, the factory's location in Holland. And Bob, just how long ago did he quit being the manager and transition to working in the lab? Maybe five. I was going to say maybe five. Yeah, we may be completely wrong on that. But he moved to the lab, Mm -hmm. and Bob does all these really high end custom stain matches now. Yeah. You know, all the stores will do stain matches. Mm -hmm. But what Bob is doing are, I guess we'd call them system matches. Yeah, it's where people do a number of steps to achieve a certain look. You know, it's nothing for him to have eight steps into whatever look he's getting. Right. You know, when you've got that, well, at one point when I was in the store, it was a dark cherry. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, dresser or whatever. And people would bring it in a drawer and they would say, I just need some stain to match this. Mm -hmm. And we'd always say, oh, my goodness, there's like. 12 steps yep. in that to get that rich color. Well, that's what Bob does. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in need, 
Yeah. That's the place to Bob go. Bob is your man. Bob is the man. But that Don was his dad. Correct. And you worked with him as well. And he was one of the co-founders, or at least right at the very beginning. Right at the very beginning. Of the company as well. With it. Ben Altina. Right. Who'd you like better? I'm not no, saying. I'm <laughs> you don't get to ask questions no. like that. You're asking for trouble. Oh, I know. I know that she was nice. She liked both of them. I did. You got along with both of them. Now, Ben, you said kind of would wander through the stores and right. greet everybody. Right. He wasn't really manager at that time, but he was overseeing all of us mm-hmm. and talking to all of us. So we knew him. Everybody right. loved him. They at did. At least that's the people who worked with him. They, they always did. said, because I was there, I remember attending the funeral. Mm-hmm. But I had just started, and everybody said, oh, it's too bad you never really met Ben. Yeah. And Don, when did he pass away? Ooh, it's been quite a while now. Yeah. Maybe 15 years, I'm guessing. And he also was another guy that people talk about as just, what a guy. Oh, he was. Always pleasant. Always with a smile. We'd sit in the back when I smoked. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and talk about fishing and the beach and... All kinds of things. They had the beach back then? Good grief. (laughs) She's not that old. Good heavens. And he had four beagles in the back that he kept in case. At the the building? At Repco. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he ever release them? (laughs) Release the hounds. hounds? (laughs) No, not that I saw, but I I think he did take them out quite a bit. Oh, that's fun. And then he was riding his bike a lot with a helmet. Oh, no, he didn't wear a helmet. So I said to his son, don't you think your dad better wear a helmet? He said, have you ever seen my dad with his hair messy? I'm like, no. <laughs> See? He wouldn't wear a there helmet. There are some because... things that take precedence uh-huh. over safety. Well, And hair yes, being you gotta perfectly look good. in place. He did look good. He had beautiful gray hair. Oh, well, see, that's why he didn't want to ruin it with that helmet. Now, speaking of, I want to get to other things, but I do want to stop for a second because speaking of looking good, Uh I was literally stunned. I walked in on a conversation before we started this interview. You were talking to Betsy and you were describing (laughs) when you first met me because you and I worked together at nights at the Lakewood store. And I walk in on this conversation (laughs) and Jerry says, well, you just tell the story. What was your first impression of me? You reminded me of Howdy Doody. (laughs) You were were rather short with a big smile. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I guess. I don't think I ever told anybody that. Well, now you told a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe it. She said... You know what you reminded me of? You know my first thought when I saw you? And I thought, oh, she probably thought I was, you know, snobbish. Or, oh, he looks like a know-it-all. Oh, he's got beady eyes. I had a teacher who told me I had beady eyes. (laughs) You look like Howdy Doody. (laughs) That is not what I expected. Howdy Doody was pleasant. (laughs) Well, at least I got that. Well, and Howdy Doody was popular. Or plastic, and he had big ears. He did have big well, ears, but you don't. Okay. Yeah, your ears aren't that big. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's being nice. Yeah. Anyway, we're in the anyway. studio with Jerry Van Lopik from Repcolite. You've been here 32 years. And now let's just transition and talk about some of the things that have changed in the decorating industry because you've been here through most of the entire yeah. modern era. <laughs> no, well, some of kidding. the major changes yeah. she's been here through. So you've seen a lot of things come and go, a lot of decorating trends that have happened. What are some of your favorites? You know, I know there are things that I really liked when certain color combinations came out or just something new. I'm trying to think what my favorite would be. 
I really don't know. It's a know. way harder question than I expected it to be. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just well, remember when everybody wanted country and borders. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And finding little birdhouses for the borders and, and things like that. Was that in the 80s? Like Probably, like 80s, yeah. early 90s? So it had to be like right around when Jerry started because she started uh-huh. in 87. Right. I do remember yeah. that. Mom had country everything. Yeah. Uh, little things that are tin punched uh-huh. and... They would make everything put, was like burgundy and green, right? Hunter green yeah. and navy blue, and yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it was different, definitely. Yeah. So I remember that. Did you like that era? No. Okay, and I guess that that brings me to one of the things that I want to ask about. What we do in the store is we help people find colors, right? Right. We right. definitely work with them to help them put things together. Mm-hmm. And we deal with a ton of people. And I don't know that everybody thinks this through all the time. I didn't. But I've got my own personal tastes. You know, this is, you just said, I right. didn't like that country. How do you help somebody pull things together in a, in, a, in a style that you don't even really like? How did you do that? How did you find a way to distance a yourself? Question. Oh, that means you don't have a good <laughs> No, I, I kind of gonna... work. I don't want to tell people do this or that. Find out something about them, what they like. So it's important to have that conversation and get to know people. Right. You've got to know their likes or even look at what they're wearing in clothing. Mm -hmm. See, Betsy talks about that all the time. Yeah. What they wear in clothing, you can kind of get a hint as to what they like. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part when someone stands in front of you and they're looking at the wall of color and I just, I don't know, I don't know. And then you pull a color that is in the shirt that they're wearing and they go, I love it. How did you know? Right, right. I've done that quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Now, when when we talk about trends and things like that that we've seen, you know, you didn't like country. No. Is there anything that really... You saw come out and you thought, oh, this is going to be short-lived. Thank goodness. Let's just get on to something else. And then it lasted way longer than I expected it to. Mauve. <laughs> yes. I wish everybody could see how she said mauve. <laughs> wow. That scared me. Yeah. Yeah, that is one of those things that just lingered. Yes, it did. Too long, I think. Yeah. I would have to agree with you there. And when I first moved to Holland, was, which was 40 years ago... Everybody had green carpet, the mossy green refrigerator, yep. stove, mm-hmm. and carpet. And then mauve on the walls? No. Oh, not yet. <laughs> walls came later. Your mauve came later. Oh, wow. I'm glad I missed that, that era. That oh. was kind of ugly. All right, Jerry. Now, we have talked about the decorating aspect, but I know from my conversations with you over the time I've been here, that you have many, many stories. They kind of come out every now and then. And some of them are absolutely hilarious. And I think our listeners love them. Can you hang with us over the break to tell some of those stories? Oh, sure. See, and I'm nervous now because the whole howdy doody thing. So now you're worried that she's going to tell stories about you. I have no idea what's coming next. Stay oh. tuned and find out. How long is the break? want to take your DIY skills up a rung, 
The Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, the Howdy Doody Show with me. <laughs> Howdy, Howdy Doody. Doody. <laughs> and my loyal sidekicks. I don't know who Howdy Doody's sidekicks were. Who were. Wasn't there a clown? Oh, I don't want to be the clown. Oh, yeah. Betsy's the clown. <laughs> Wasn't there a clown? Um, I I don't know. I think I was too young to watch. Yeah, that you wouldn't. Show. Re- yeah. Oh, so you've just slammed you probably Jerry's even age. <laughs> um, no, because you probably were in the Howdy Doody era too. <laughs> I don't even know. I know Dad talked about Howdy Doody. He was one of the first on TV. Yeah. Okay. When so TV came out. He was a puppet, right? Right. He wasn't a real yeah. little boy. No, he was a puppet. <laughs> that was Pinocchio. <laughs> he also um, was a puppet. I hate to tell anyway, you. Anyway, we're in the studio with Jerry Van Lopik, uh, a co-worker of ours. Yeah, she's from our 17th Street store. Yeah, she preceded us by many years at Repcolite yeah. and in life. <laughs> That's what you're laughing about. Jerry has worked at Repcolite for almost as long as Betsy has been alive. Yes, she's worked there almost 33 years, yeah. so that's quite a So congratulations, a Jerry. Thanks Thank you. for Thank your service. You. Thank you. And we talked about decorating and the things in the past yeah. and all of that on the first segment. But right now, you know, I want to talk about some of the stories that you remember. And yes. I, the first one I want is the Tin Man story. Oh. <laughs> I think that's right? the first one Jerry ever told me. As soon as I got there, I think that was her first story. So please share it with everybody else because I think it's hilarious. Well, Bob, our manager, Bob Plasman, yes, was doing paint and it was silver. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. It opened somehow and he got it <laughs> up to his elbows oh. on both arms, <laughs> part of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, and he came that. around the corner and he says, Jerry, I think I better go home for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, and then one of the guys from the back walked up and he said, gee, you make a good tin man. <laughs> because <thought> it was <laughs> reflective aluminum paint. Uh-huh. You literally looked like the tin man. Oh, Most yeah. of us can't laugh when somebody has a spill. Right. It's kind of the golden rule, don't laugh. Right. Oh, you got to laugh when Bob has a spill. When Bob it was all silver, <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Bob is always, he's very quiet, very, very quiet. reserved. Jerry, I think I need to go home. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Covered with silver. I wonder how he drove home. I don't know. I didn't ask him. Yeah, how do you do that? If you're covered know. in silver, I don't know. you don't want to get it all over the place. Well, I'd, I'd take somebody else's car. Oh. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> okay. What other things do you remember, I mean, throughout the years? I know you have, I forget how the story goes, the little boy who... What did he do? He wrecked something at home? He wrecked his grandma's wallpaper. How did he do that? He was in know? a crib. Just tell the whole thing. He came into the store with his mom. Mm-hmm. And she had all this change. <laughs> I mean, a lot of change. Okay. And she said, he's being punished. He's got to pay for that wallpaper. <laughs> so I got a paint tray out, and we dumped it all in there. And she said, the quarters are from when he pooped, and the dimes are when he tittled. And I'm like, I couldn't. Oh, no. He was not old enough to understand. Did you push the tray gently away or go back no, I just started laughing. I could barely count the money. But it wasn't near enough to cover wallpaper. I mean, it was probably $20, but. That oh, he was much. pretty efficient then. Oh, yeah, he must have been following the rules. <laughs> wow. So how old was this little kid? Maybe four. Teen. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm thinking, okay, so he got all this change for 
I assume potty training. I right. I think so. I didn't pay him for going to the bathroom. No. It was just expected <laughs> just, at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yes. pays me for going. But he didn't understand what he had done, really. He was too right. little. Oh, but it's right. still a good story. Oh, it was a good story. Do you remember when you almost knocked me off the ladder? That was only a couple that years ago. That is my favorite story of all time. Dan was going up at this ladder to get some pamphlets that we needed. And I thought of my husband, because when my husband would paint, I'd go over and put my hand up his pant leg. And so I went to Dan. <laughs> hey, I Dan. I did not know this was going to happen. <laughs> well, and it, didn't it was happen. funny because you were at the very top of the ladder. <laughs> and I felt this little hand. And yeah, she didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, it I hit just my ankle. You. And I just about <laughs> had a And then I went down the ladder. And you were laughing so hard that the as I was trying to get down... I would feel her little fingers go past my ankle because she was still standing there laughing. And then I'd go back up. Everybody is laughing. Oh, I have it never was seen fun. you wiggle so much. And I would like to point out that Jerry quite often has very cold hands. And so I'm guessing that is part of the problem because I'm guessing they were frigid. Caught me completely off guard. Yeah, that is the funniest thing. Last I've week ever seen. he went to go up the ladder again, but I missed him because I was waiting for him. <laughs> oh, I do have another story, Jerry. Do you remember when you and I went to that thrift store wherever, and you bought that CPR dummy? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was great because uh, I believe it was during the presidential run. Where, where Trump was running for president, right? I think so. I and think so. I came to work, and I find this th- person sitting at my desk <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> and I, you know, you don't expect that. What is it? Well, and it's a torso. And it was just this little dude, the CPR dummy. And what was funny, the Trump thing, is you could pop his hair off. And it was Trump hair. So I sat in the office with Trump hair on. That was great. I dressed him up. I took him places. I put him in the car with duct tape on his mouth. (laughs) I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah. But eventually I got sick of staring at him. Yeah. And so I threw him away. <laughs> and I tossed him in the dumpster and without thinking about it and drove away. And I looked over my shoulder and I had put him just at the end. So his little arms were dangling out. And he, I wonder how the garbage man, he had to go check to make sure that wasn't a real person. I am yeah. sure because that was probably a little disturbing. There are pictures of that dummy, I think. Yeah, I think we, we should, should put some those. in the show notes because it is. Don't call him a dummy. He had a name. Milo. <laughs> oh, that's right. He did. Ha- he was named. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I remember. Another one, uh, Bill, was oh. Kaylee's, who works in our mm-hmm. main, in the factory 17th store. store. Right. Her grandpa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he, he did black, was it um, quick dry paint? Okay, yeah. And I think he spilled a whole bunch of it. I don't know what he was trying to do. But you remember this, too. Oh, do I ever. <laughs> he came around the corner from how I heard it. And his hair, I mean, because the paint had spilled all over him. Face, yeah. arms, and everything. And it dries fast. Dries instantly. Almost instantly. So his hair is completely all plastered up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> all you see are his eyes. <laughs> I think I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and Bob both. 
<laughs> and we were going, oh, Bill, oh, Bill. How do you even begin to fix that? <laughs> I don't know what they did. Yeah. I wonder how they Spills fix that. Spills happen. Spills happen. Yeah. And it's never fun, but we try to enjoy as much as we can. We do. It's a lot of fun helping people, mixing colors, right. all the things we've done over the years. And Jerry's got tons of years left, right? Tons. Yeah. You said you were going to bury us all, right? That was the plan? No, that's not the plan. I don't want to bury anybody. <laughs> but I'm not going yet either. Good. That's have, what we like to hear. I have too much fun at work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Everyone and they're has good fun to me. You too. And now you've had fun on the radio. And you've made fun of me on the radio. I didn't yes, mean to do that. How dare signing off. <laughs> Jerry, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today. Oh, thank you. Okay, so hold tight because after a quick break, we're going to talk about smart thermostats because I find them to be a little bit confusing. So hopefully we can clear some of that up. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Now, I would like to point out something that I have realized lately. Uh oh. When it comes to parents, there are some very common problems. I'm always getting the phone call about the Wi Fi. I can't get on the Wi-Fi. Oh, that kind of pro. Yes. What is happening? <laughs> what is the password? Uh, it's all lowercase. Get those all the time. Yes. I can't. I can't do my Google. Uh huh. I can't exactly. do my Facebook. Well, and that leads into the whole iPad thing. You know, my iPad is doing whatever. Have you ever? Tr- well, of course, you've tried to problem solve. Troubleshoot these over the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Find the home button. I don't have a home button. <laughs> You do. Nothing says home. Right. And then they read yeah. you every icon on the screen. Yep. It's the button on the device. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's always a yeah. struggle. And then the other thing I run into is thermostat issues. Like, yes. it seems to be very confusing <laughs> for my parents. You go to your parents' house or whatever, and it's 85 degrees. Yeah. Why is it Why so is hot it? in here? Oh, we don't know how to do that thing on the wall. And they just stare at this device there. Yeah. Because they're yeah. all used to that, you know, just little dial, the round thing that so you just simple, turn it. So straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Those are issues. Yeah. So that leads us into today's discussion about these smart thermostats that you hear about. All these ones that can be controlled with your devices, your phone or your iPad or whatever. Which isn't necessarily... A great solution for people who struggle with their Wi-Fi and their iPad, well, but it's still an interesting segue. It's an interesting segue, and it might actually help them because they can see these things Perhaps. in front of them and you know have the options. It's not just, you know, you got to push three buttons together at the same time to reset, things like that. Yeah. So today we are in the studio with Brad Krause, the president of Service Professor. Brad, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure, and thank you for having me back. Well, we're glad that you can come and talk about these smart thermostats, because just looking at them, you know, they're all different brands and things, and I can't differentiate one from the other, and I really have no idea how they work. I mean, I have the old programmable mm-hmm. kind. So let's walk through some of the options and yeah, exactly what are how they, they and, and the benefits. Work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, there, it's a it's a great topic, one that we talk about with customers every single day. So, um, glad to glad to discuss that. But before we do that, if it's okay, I I loved your oh, opener about yeah. the Wi Fi issues with you it's know, the real, isn't it? it? 
I had this instance, if you don't mind me sharing, because I'm convinced my mother's at like a flea market this morning, so she will not be listening to this. Or <laughs> We're sending her a copy. Well, not. But I remember her calling me and telling me that my internet's not working. I, I think I used up all of my megabytes. <laughs> and I will... I, I, she's never lived that one down. That was about. Uh-huh. That was pretty pretty comical. So I, I I feel your pain with that one. So yeah, they just they hear these terms and they just kind of chuck them at yeah. it. And you know this must be the problem. No, that's not the problem. But it's, the funny thing is she can she can navigate Facebook like no other. Like I can't even right. do Facebook like she can. So it's a it's a, f- a fast growing market. So when we talk about this demographic of people, whether or not they'd be interested in uh, smart thermostats and different things of that nature, I absolutely think so because. I believe Facebook even released, you know, a report saying that their fastest growing uh, age group and demographic is like the 55 to 65 year old female. So mm-hmm. they are definitely getting and dabbling more into it. Right. Um, but yeah, there's all there's a wide range of op- options here, and obviously everybody's heard of Nest. Yeah. Uh, Nest has kind of cornered the market with like the box stores and saying, hey, if you have an existing system that's not being replaced, Nest uh, will be compatible with most, and it'll be nice mm. and sleek and user friendly and different things mm-hmm. you can throw that on the wall and certainly believe in that and nothing wrong with Nest thermostats they're a great product we tend to uh, discuss the uh, carrier products because that happens to be the line of HVAC equipment that we install so we like it to match the equipment if we're doing a replacement scenario but just like Nest the carrier or Lennox or any brand that is your flavor will adapt to most existing furnaces as well Okay. So they are very, very handy, and I and we we look at the our customer base for this product is is truly everyone. But we do look at little hot points in discussion with clients if they travel a lot. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. If uh, it's a dual income family, so both parents are gone and the house sits empty during the day, there's a lot of energy to be saved through these devices. So why don't you give us just. You know, for the people who aren't aware, you know, the four people that live under a rock or my dad who can't get on his Facebook because he can't find his Wi-Fi, so he's not seen anything about them. What do you gain from a smart thermostat? Yeah, so efficiency is a big one. I think um, convenience is, a, is probably number two, but I like to, to talk to people about the, the money they'll save by having them. So, for example, this week when my wife works, she works a couple days a week, I have it set on a schedule uh, where, you know, it'll shut down the air conditioning and only you know, cool it down to 78 or heat it up to 68, depending on the season. And knowing that I'm saving money while nobody's occupying the home, and then knowing we usually get home about five o'clock, it kicks back on at 4.30, which you can do that with any non-smartphone capable thermostat, a programmable one, Mm -hmm. as you stated earlier. But the advantage is, is my wife works every other Tuesday. Now, this is just my situation, but it's applicable to all. And every other Tuesday, I can't set that schedule every week because then she's home and the house is freezing or house is too yep. hot. Right. So on Tuesdays, I have a, a phone reminder that tells me set the away mode on the thermostat. So I just get on there and I can show it to you here in studio. Within four seconds, I can click that to away and I'm saving energy on every other Tuesday. And when I have travel plans, because I do travel for work and my in-laws live a couple hours away, so we might do a long weekend or something like that. Uh, we just hit vacation mode or away mode and it goes to the same settings where it's not going to cool the house or heat the house. And if I knew I had a vacation coming up in four weeks, I could set that right now so I don't forget in four weeks to set it, that on this date, I need you to do this. And, it, and it's extremely user-friendly. The interface is really sleek looking and cool looking. Um, it's just really convenient for clients and it saves them money. So, and you can access that from anywhere, right? Anywhere. So 
could Betsy adjust if her, I mean, could her grandma give her the sign-on info and stuff? Could Betsy actually be able to take over that and control grandma's thermostat if grandma couldn't figure it out? Absolutely. And she could troubleshoot from, she's in Traverse City, correct? Yeah. So you could troubleshoot from West Michigan all the way up to Traverse City and call a service provider for her or try getting it to work uh, via your phone. So there's... You know, it's an adequate um, uh, solution for that as well. And people with vacation homes monitor mm, their homes in yeah. Florida from Michigan or whatever the case might be. So these seem like they're a fairly expensive investment. You know, I mean, you can go buy a programmable one, just the regular kind for, you know, 50 bucks or less. And the ones we were looking at before this interview, you know, 250 or better, depending on which one you get. Sure. How soon do you see that return on investment? Like two years, three years? And I guess we got to, you know, color what is the return on investment because there's a convenience factor, too, that right. has to play into that. Correct. Yeah. So it's kind of twofold. I it's, It would be very hard to put any kind of uh, ROI number on on the the cost of that unit with any level of conviction because so you're saying six months well, yeah that's what <laughs> I'll I'm say hearing. one month but in, in the reason being is weather patterns I mean is it yeah. colder this winter is it warmer this winter what's my insulation like in the mm-hmm. home there's so many factors into that right so we just say just know you're saving money and okay. if you find it to be you know improve your lifestyle then get one you know a lot of females love these because you can actually upload your family photo to them so it, not only is what? it it looks like an iPad on the wall much smaller like a miniature iPad. Right. But when it's in, you know, sleep mode and mm-hmm. it's not being operated, you can put your family photo on it or family of your St. Bernard if wow. you like to. Can I do wow. the Facebook from it? I don't think you could do that. <laughs> um, Standing by the wall doing the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Right. Use your phone for that, Dan. Okay. But, uh, okay. So you're talking about how this thermostat is controlled by the phone. Can you control it from your iPad or a computer? All, all three. You okay. can log into any device. Uh, I, I utilize my, my PC at the office once in a while for mine, mm-hmm. but typically my phone's right there, so I just utilize my phone. Right. And then the, another nice thing about it, too, is for those that um, you know would like to be proactive about maintenance and things, but you can also tie in your service provider. You don't have to, but we can be alerted when there's an issue. Like if we put a new system in for a customer, mm-hmm. they're so smart that it will tell us the air code to the furnace, and we'll call you before you know your furnace is broke. Oh. You can even do that if you'd like. Some people elect not to. Is that a service you pay for? No, nope. It's all it's all included. So you install these? We do absolutely. Yeah, and you can help people or walk them through if they have any more questions. Absolutely. And service professor does a boatload, a plethora, plethora. of other things. Right. Electrical, plumbing, heating, cooling. Of course, that's HVAC. Um, sewer, drain cleaning, oh, yeah. duct cleaning. Um, uh, duct lining, so inner seal, mm-hmm. which is the best way to have your, your air quality be at its highest in your home. And then we're also actually going to be launching solar, uh, which I mentioned to you in the last segment. Yeah. But coming the first quarter of next year, we're going to be doing solar. It's going to be pretty awesome. We're really excited about it. Very cool. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, Brad... Brad, how do they do that? <laughs> yeah, well, plenty of ways, as you know. Uh, they can pick up the phone, do it old school, 616-871-1900. Anything we can help you with or go online, serviceprofessor.com. You can chat with our company via our website and whatever form of communication you like, we can do. Perfect. Brad Krause, thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure to hang out with you two. Thank you. And there you go. Put it in the books. Yep. The September 28th episode of the Repco Light Home Improvement Show mm-hmm. officially 
over. Done and over. Yeah, now we can move on to the rest of the day. <laughs> right. If you want to hear it again, you can find it online at repcolite.com or you can subscribe on iTunes and get it delivered to you pristine and ready for listening every single week. Yes. And, and if you, you're there, leave a five-star yes, review. Yes. We always like those. Yeah. We've got one. I left it. <laughs> of course. It's looking for a friend. Did your mom leave one? No, she can't get her Wi-Fi working. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if you're looking for a painting contractor, while you're at repcolite.com, look on the homepage because there's a little form you can fill out and we can help you find one. Right. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy and we'll help you get those colors for your home no matter what you like even if it's mauve and green we'll help you find a mauve and green that works uh even right? avocado green how about uh, lime green do you think there are mauve and greens that work together really really well well i don't know you just claimed there were we'll find them thanks for listening